Hello and a warm welcome. I'm Armin Trost, professor at the Furtwangen University in Germany. And this is my series on human resources strategies, a real master course for advanced HR students, professionals and executives. This series is available on YouTube and on all podcatchers like iTunes or Spotify. All slides that support this series are available on my website. For more information, please read the description to this YouTube or podcast. I'd also like to refer to my book, Human Resources Strategies, available at most online bookstores. So, again, thanks for listening Have fun and gain valuable insights into the fascinating world of HR strategies. Welcome, everybody. This is the second episode about talent development. And in the previous episode, we were talking about mainly learning from and with others And this time we're going to talk about learning through experience. It's the other 70%. Yeah, you remember 10, 20, 70, 70% we learn through experience. And here is an exercise that I very often do also in classroom or in um, seminars. I ask the people, take a piece of paper and write down, write down one thing where you are in particular good at something that you can do really well. <laughs> Just write it down in a piece of paper. Okay, and then you think, hmm, what might this be? Hmm, I'm very good in um, presenting. I'm very good in selling. I'm very good in um, teaching. I'm very good in developing new ideas. I'm very good in uh, creating communities. I'm very good in whatever. I'm very good in playing the guitar. <laughs> yeah. So, write it down. Yeah, I mean, you, you might think about this for a second, yeah, you yourself. Uh, and then the next question is, how did you learn that? How did you learn that? And whenever I do this exercise, some tell me, well, I had a great teacher or I had the chance to attend a great training program. But 70% of the answers, roughly, sometimes it's 60%, 80%. But a vast majority will tell, well, I learned it because uh, I did it. <laughs> you know, I had the chance to practice this. Uh, I'm very good in building communities because mm, I did that, you know, <laughs> for many years. Uh, okay, now, now here's the thing. When it comes to talent management, talent development, how does it come that somebody can do something, right? And, and you know, also when you... When you talk to experienced executives, when you talk to experienced leaders, when you talk to experienced experts and you ask, hey, how did it came that you had the chance to do that in your life? Uh, very often you get the answer, well, there was a time in my life where there was somebody who, who put trust in me, who trusted me, right? Uh, There once was the CFO, he came over to me asking me, hey, John, uh, look, here is this project uh, abroad somewhere. Uh, it's a difficult project. Uh, we need somebody who, who takes care of this project. Um, well, I know this thing is much too big for you, 
but I, I, I have trust in you and um, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Yeah, you're going to learn like hell, but you're going to make it. And, and believe me, I will be there. I will be there. I will help you at any time. So do it. Do it, okay? Um, and, and, and this is something that you very often hear, um, really. And, 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 now, and now here are two strategic directions a company might go. Uh, one strategic direction, and I, and I translate this into a strategic statement again. It says, to ensure that our high potentials learn as quickly as possible, we throw them in the deep end when and where it makes sense from the company's point of view. You know, this is exactly this idea saying, hey, here's a great project. Who could do this? Here is a, here is a vacant position, the deputy general manager. Who could do this? Uh, why not asking John? Okay, he's not mature enough, but he will, he will learn it. Ask Susan. She's, she's not mature enough, but, but she will make it. She will make it. She has the potential to grow into that role. And, and um, this is the idea of assigning stretch roles. That's the term here, stretch role. Sometimes we also talk about stretch jobs or stretch projects that are, uh, that are challenges mainly that will stretch you. <laughs> <laughs> that will make you bigger in certain ways. I also use this term, uh, uh, cold water. So some companies act like this. They assign cold waters. They throw people into cold waters. But there is also the, the, the opposite strategic direction. And I summarize it in a strategic statement again. Talent search for cold water on their own and jump in by themselves. We create transparency, trust, and reduce obstacles. So, you see, this is a completely different message. And this goes very much along with this idea of people-centric, people-centered enablement, saying, hey, guys, we all know you are talented. Yes, you are cool. You have much potential. You will grow. So, please, go ahead, find your cold water, and jump into it. You ask me what the cold water will be? No, you're going to find it. I mean, you want to be a future leader. You don't need anybody to tell you what the cold waters are. The cold waters that must jump into your face. If you don't see this, you will never be a leader. Uh, don't you see all the challenges around here? So find the challenges and, and do something, right? That's the, and, and Now, when you are socialized in a very hierarchical organization, you might ask yourself, how can I do that? I mean, how can I do this? In a very hierarchical organization, you can't. You can't. You simply can't. You're not allowed to. You have to sit on your chair and you wait until somebody comes across saying, hey, John, do you want to take over this project? And then you jump up and say, yes, I will. And there are many, many other companies who expect exactly the opposite, saying, hey, you know, please don't wait until the manager comes, uh, comes across and tell you, tell you what to do. I mean, there are a thousand things you could do, so, so do something, okay? So... Now let's get more practical. And, and here, is a, here is an approach that you find in many organizations around the globe. Uh, it's called action learning. What is action learning? Action learning is learning from and with others based, and now it comes, based on real challenges. So again, there is something in it that refers to the, to the last episode, learning from and with others. But the key thing here is Uh, it's about um, letting high potentials work on projects, 
on real tasks. I mean, really real, not a simulation, not a Harvard business case or something like that, but a real situation. So let's assume there are, let's say, 20 high potentials in a year, okay? 20 high potentials, and then you invite all these 20 high potentials to a kickoff meeting, okay? And in this kickoff meeting, maybe the CEO will appear or somebody from the executive board telling to the people, hey, Welcome here. You are great potentials. You are great guys. So uh, here are three challenges that we are facing in this organization. One is, um, now I have to pull something from the air. Uh, one is uh, 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 sustainability. One thing is talent shortage. Another one is digitization. And okay, in, in practice, you, you are much more uh, uh, precise. Okay. So what did we take? Sustainability, talent shortage, and digitization. And now uh, a couple of project teams are created, right? You split up the group into uh, uh, three, three groups, and then they have to work on a project, on, on one topic, right? One of the three over a period of weeks and months, Right, and you you might start with a training and a workshop for a few days instantly after the kickoff, and then you meet again after four or six weeks, and project work continues, and then then all the high potentials meet again, maybe in a different place somewhere in the world, have again a training and and a workshop, and they exchange their current status and where they are, and then they 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 they. They get the input from an external expert, and uh, that goes on and on and on. And and uh, after some uh, waves or some uh, cycles, there will be the final presentation where the different groups will present their recommendation. Okay, here's the sustainability group. What do we, what do you recommend? Here is the digitization group. What do you recommend? So and the high potentials really have to come up with things that are reasonable, and. Throughout this entire process, uh, all the different project teams and all the high potentials get uh, get support from a executive sponsor. Uh, these executive sponsors they 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 open doors, they they give budget, they give access to relevant information to to whatever. Right? Uh, they have a very supportive function, a senior supportive function, but they also act like mentors. There might be some executives or some senior experts that help the different groups and they stand by for, for 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 help so i mean that's a that's an excellent approach actually really it's an excellent approach uh and uh in many organizations that work extremely well uh, but but there are some some things around this that i wanted you to see um the first thing is i mean What we very often experience in the final presentation is that the final presentation and also the report that these uh, mainly young people deliver are of highest quality, really highest. I mean, what they do in that situation is they give their best. They, they present their outcomes in front of the executive board and you don't want to fail in this particular moment. That's a matter of exposure. And if you fail here, that might kill your career. So as a consequence... These high potential, they, they, they are really, really prepared, really prepared. And what I've experienced in my life is that these final presentations are very, very often so prepared that they, 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 they appear like, 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 how should I say, like, like, like a puppet show. <laughs> you know, I mean, these groups, they, 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 they walk through their presentation over and over and over again. They don't sleep in the night before the present, before the presentation. In every sentence. 
is somehow uh, scripted. Yeah, and, and it does not feel natural. And then as the executive board, you know, the audience in that, in that case, they think, oh, this is not the way these people would, would handle things in real life. But anyway, and, and there's another thing. Um, all these high potentials, they very often do these projects on top of their current job, on top. And now you must assume that very often high potentials are in a life phase, in a phase of their life where they plan families. So some have already kids. They just have maybe they just have just acquired a house or something like this. So, so and they are busy anyway. So and now they have to attend this program on top, and this is extremely challenging. So. Um, There is one direction you might go, and that reflects all what I just said. It's, it's, it's action learning as the assigned on top of the job approach, right? Uh, I summarize with a, a strategic statement. Our high potentials learn from and with others on the basis of strategic tasks or learning projects that are assigned to them in addition to their regular work. And I name it on top of the job, learning on top of the job. Okay, this is one direction you might go, but, but there are still uh, other things you could do. Right? And, and what I observe really in practice is that more and more companies, they, they change their approach here. Really, don't get me wrong, this approach of action learning is per se a very cool idea. But the question here is how you align this approach Uh, strategically, how do you want to handle that thing? And there are two dimensions that are critical here. And one is, uh, is are these projects, these uh, high potentials work on, are these projects they work on on top of the job or on the job? Right? So th that's that's one differentiation that is key. Uh, okay, these two things, and and the other differentiation is: mm, are these projects defined or given from top? Are they assigned? Yeah, or do these high potential uh, get these projects because they are natural parts of their job, or they 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 self-select them? Yeah, you ask the high potential, please make a recommendation. Tell, tell me, tell me, what do you want to work on? I, I mean, I, that's something I, I do, by the way, with a with thesis. I, as a professor, I very often supervise thesis. I mean, that's uh, that's my job, basically. <laughs> um, so I always ask the student. When, when a student comes to me and say, "Hey, professor, can you supervise my thesis?" I say, "Yes, of course." Uh, yes, of course. In, in in most cases, I say yes, of course. So, do you have a proposal of an idea? Oh uh, no. Okay, so you better think of a cool idea, and be precise, and read, read, read. So don't pull something from the air. It's your job to define your own thesis topic. So, in 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 one out of three cases. That does not work so well, and I have to give guidance. And uh, if if nothing helps, then I will assign a topic. I will say, you, hey, "Hey, look, uh, John, uh, I I really appreciate your ideas, but I have an idea that you will like." <laughs> so, so I assign it. But the default setting is you select your own topic. So how do you do this in actual learning? And when you now compare this, uh, combine these two uh, decisions. Uh, 
self-selected versus assigned on one side and on the job and on top of the job on the other side when you compare these two when do you combine these two time two two options then you have a, a two time two matrix okay and uh, one field of the matrix is assigned projects on top of the job and this is what i have explained earlier okay these projects the high potentials work on are designed they've defined uh, maybe in the executive board and they assign these projects to the people saying okay the first seven get this project the other seven get this project <laughs> it's top down on top of the job but you could also say um, we want that um, uh, the people they spend 20% of their time on assigned challenges and projects yeah so it's 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 not that the, that the high potentials work on this project on top of their job they will become part of their job and this is difficult but but you 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 can think of it you can think of it you can say you should not do it on top of the job should become part of your job so to make this you have to make sure that the project you assign really fit to to what the people could do Okay, so um, here is a here is another um, another option. One is uh, learning projects that are proposed by employees themselves on top of the job. I mean, you could ask the people, "Hey, why not um, propose something that you could do?" on top of the job and that must not relate to your current job really not at all and you can do this in teams you find a common topic please think about this and the message here is really you want to become future leaders so you have to find something you have to see the challenges though so understand the challenges and translate these challenges into projects you could take care of okay uh, that's that's the idea here or you say no hey high potentials I mean, you all work on jobs, right? You work on jobs, so so why not sharing the jobs you naturally work on as uh, bring in into this program, and you might share it in the program with the others, right? Uh, this is very hard to be done on an individual uh, on a group basis, but on an individual basis that works extremely well. I mean, I've experienced this many times. You simply ask the high potentials, hey, high potentials, we know that you work on projects currently. And you you you're struggling with a lot of different things in your life, not in your life in your, in your work. So why not bring in one of your key topics into this program, and then as part of this program, uh, you work on this. And while doing this, you learn from the others. So instead of always assigning projects on top of the job, this is the alternative strategic statement which says no the things you work on as part of your uh, talent development program is something that is a natural part of work and that statement goes like this for our high potentials learning from and with others on the basis of strategic problems is a natural part of their daily work okay i mean that sounds cool as well and just to repeat myself or to summarize myself The idea of action learning is a cool idea. It's a cool idea. But whenever you think about this idea, uh, think about what might be 
the right strategic alignment. So again, this is the third level. <laughs> yeah, where we think, okay, should we go into this direction or into that direction? And of course, as always, that depends on the context. When you are a very vertical, hierarchical, labor-divided organization where you have a lot of bosses and so, uh, then you will probably do something assigned on top of the job. <laughs> and if you are another company, a more like agile, connected company, you might do something else. Okay, so I now spent some minutes on this very, very classic approach of uh, actual learning, but I would like to to close this episode in the end with some additional ideas. Um, so whenever it comes to development activities that, that relate more to an agile setting, there are some things you, you should have in mind or some, there are some best practices that, that really that could work well. Okay, So one thing here is really that as a company you limit administrative obstacles for employee-driven lateral moves in expatriation. You make it easy to the people to do something else in your organization. And that's very often an administrative task. So how easy is it for Susan to say, well, I think that working in sales, she currently works in marketing, working in sales for two years, that would really, that would really help me in my long-term development. How easy will it be for Susan to just do that? I mean, Very often, an employee belongs to the manager, or at least they feel that way. But if it would be easy for Susan, say, well, in six months, I would like to change into a different function. I would like to work at a different, in a different country, uh, in a different subsidiary. How easy will it be to handle this? Okay, that's, that's one thing. Uh, Very, very, very important. Another idea is that you offer people opportunities for, I would name it internal internships or kind of trial periods. You tell the people, you think about trying out something else, working in sales. Okay, you get the chance to work in sales for two weeks or a month. Why not? giving the people the chance to gain insights. I know that this is sometimes difficult. And high potentials very often are very busy people. And these are people who play a key role in their current teams. So no team want to miss Susan for one month just because you want to do an internal internship. But maybe in total that will pay off. Yeah? You better give her the chance to spend some time in another function, in another country, Yeah, instead of her leaving the company, okay? And then, of course, any kind of social event or activity where people from various functions meet and share their work content and experience is helpful. We, we, we really know that when, when you want people to move into different opportunities inside the organization, when you want people to take over responsibilities for different projects, when you want people to contribute to different projects in a very uh, self-organized, self-driven way, then you have to give them the opportunity to build networks because networks are the fundamental engines for finding new opportunities inside the organization. I mean, really. So, so and, 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 and there, are, there are so many things you could do. I mean, think about internal career fairs. Why not? Uh, could be virtual, could be real. 
or some brown bag meeting. You know, every Wednesday, every Wednesday uh, in the morning there is half an hour where people meet and and somebody from a function or or a division presents what they currently work on. Um, And you get a brown bag with some uh, breakfast in it or something like this. It's, it's wonderful. That provides insight to the people. Or currently, we find a new approach uh, that takes place. I can say at least in Germany, it's called working out loud. It's uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, you encourage the people to build networks across functions, across across levels, and working together on things. Or, or <laughs> that's a cool idea. I I found um, in a, in a German company a big automotive supplier. Uh, they name it lunch roulette, lunch roulette. So so you could register on a website internally that you are open to meet any people in the organization for lunch. So you just register there and randomly a person is assigned to you one time in a week and you meet this person and you go for lunch with that person. That's wonderful. So imagine that. Somebody from marketing meets somebody from finance and this finance guy is doing something in treasury and the marketing person is, hey, so what do you do? I mean, that's very often the first question in, in this lunch. Uh, you have never seen this person. You've never met this person. You've never spoken to the person. So the first question, of course, is, eh, what do you do here in this company? Well, I work in treasury. Mm, what's that? Mm, treasury is about blah, 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 blah. Ooh, that sounds interesting. I've never thought that we have something like this in this organization. And then you start thinking, hmm, I like this. I like this. Oh, I would like to learn more about this. Hey, and when you do a project, something in this direction, they ask me, I, I would like to join, or at least maybe I can contribute. It's wonderful. Just wonderful. So anything you can do in the organization to connect the people is cool, right? Especially connecting high potentials. Uh, anyway, so sorry when I stick to this point for, for longer than I intended. <laughs> when you do something like action learning and you bring people together from different functions, from different countries, and you ask these people, and I did it many times, you ask these people years after the action learning program, hey, How do you, did you benefit from this program? The first thing they always say is, well, yeah, well, it was a cool program. It was really tough <laughs> on top of the job. It was really tough. I remember I learned a lot of things. But, you know, the most important thing was that I got in touch with cool people. I was still friends. Yeah? And after this program, I had the chance to talk to anybody of this program. Really anybody. So when I have a problem in a legal problem, something like this, or a technical problem. Since then, I know whom to call, and I do. And, 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 and Susan, she calls me also when there is something uh, I, I, I can do for her. Uh, uh, of course, I think more coaching than mentoring can help here, uh, and because coaching here is something that, that really encourages people to think about what else they could do in the organization, right? Uh, I was talking about coaching uh, 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 last time. Um, also, um, you 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 could you could you could encourage people. You could encourage people to act as mentors, at least as reversed mentors. Yeah, junior people, mentors, senior people, or to act as coaches in various projects that are not related to the job. That's cool. Uh, so there is a, there is a project, right, about something. 
developing a new technical product, for instance. So why not encouraging somebody from a completely different function to act as a coach? Why not? Bring this person in a high potential. And, I mean, very often that does not work. Very often that, that is extremely beneficial, uh, especially for, for, um, for, for, the, for, the, for the coach. Um, I see more and more organizations that use things like a blue board. A blue board is an agile method where people can assign uh, their capacities to any project they like. So it's a real, it's a physical board, and and you can on this board there are all the projects and and with a with a kind of uh, little avatar something like this, uh, little figure, a magnet, or so you, you can you can assign why you want you that you want to work in this project or in this project, and you always have to indicate why you are capable to contribute to this project. It's excellent. So you ask the people, hey, bring yourself in, just join. Huh? I mean, for every hierarchical thinking person, that's a nightmare. For every traditional HR person, that's a nightmare because you always thought, well, isn't it about right people at the right time at the right place? Shouldn't there be job profiles and a clear fit? How could it work that people assign themselves to project? I mean, who could make sure that they really contribute, that they fit to the project? You will see. You will find it out. <laughs> at least you can make sure that the people are motivated and curious. Yeah, and if they're smart enough, they will er learn everything you need, and and that that really leads to div diversity. That's a, that's a. I don't say that these ideas I share with you are all perfect, and not at all. But 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 they are. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. So you you ask people. Yeah. You encourage people to spend a proportion of their time on projects or tasks that do not relate to their official or natural job. Yeah? That's helpful. They're going to learn. Right? And you can also restrict this maybe to high potentials if you want. Yeah? That, it's a cool idea. Um, and then, of course, any kind of uh, uh, stretch roles is, is cool. Like, for instance, deputy managers in various functions uh, Uh, but that's something I was referring to in the beginning of this episode, having stretch jobs. All right. So, you see, uh, there are plenty of things. And it's just a snapshot, you know. It's, 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 it's really, it's, it's far from being complete, what I shared with you. Uh, I just wanted to you show that when it comes to talent development, there is much more than what we usually think about. And there's definitely much more than what you find in traditional HR textbooks. So, let's leave it to this. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.